Hey everyone, it's Carlin Johnson from thekitchenmagpie.com and Phil Wilson from baconhound.com. And this is our fifth installment of our podcast, which we have decided to rename, uh, mainly because Phil can never get the name right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's true. that's true. So, where I eat Wednesdays or what I eat Wednesdays or whatever the heck it was, I think we're now going to go with Sweet Tooth and Meat Tooth because everyone we tell this to says it sums us up perfectly. You can probably guess who is who, but I'm the Sweet Tooth. Fills the meat tooth. I think it works. I, I love it. It's I think it's good. awesome. So, um, so yeah, that's our latest name. I mean, or, you know, the Phil and Carlin experience. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Tune in next week and we might have a new name for it. So, this week, Phil went to Austin and I'm sure he's full of all sorts of tales to tell. So, do you want to start? You want to start with Austin? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. All right. Take so, you're not away. even going to get a word in edgewise here, are you? Yeah, no. I'm just going to talk for 20 minutes. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. Okay. Oh, and I'd like to point out, first of all, that today's episode, we've started drinking. So uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by the Sortilege Mojito. Ooh. <laughs> and what is a, whatever that is, Mojito? Uh, Sortilege, Sortilage, whichever, is uh, maple whiskey. So we've put in with some brown sugar, some mint, some club soda, and lime, smashed it. That's pretty good, isn't it? It is. It was probably supposed to be a sipper, right? Oh, yeah, no, but it's a glugger. Yeah, I glugged it, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Austin, let's go. All right, uh, I think I'm going to break up the whole Austin experience for me into a number of different podcasts, because really I, I ate everything in that whole city over 10 days. So <laughs> nice. uh, this podcast would be just me blathering on and on and on about the beautiful Austin food. So I'm just going to stick to pizza, you know, the pizzas of Austin that I had this week. I'd like to know, uh, tell you guys that the blathering on and on and on is why I've started drinking. Back to you. <laughs> Sorry. It's I a podcast that you can't see the look on my face, but trust me, it's awesome. You can't see how many drinks I'm drinking it's, either. It's very judgy. <laughs> Uh, so pizza, we, we did a little bit of research of pizza, pizza in Austin, and it seemed like the predominant uh, pizza place everyone talks about there is called Home Slice Pizza. So, of course, we had to drop by and check that out. Uh, it's really thin sliced crust pizza for, for the most part, right? You can get it by the slice, you can get it by the whole pie. Um, I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing for me. Uh, you know, the one thing that it did have over a lot of the, the thin crust pies that we have in Edmonton is it, it did have that crispy bottom. Like, you could flick the bottom of it and it had an audible crust to it. Okay, so it's like Famosa then. So that's so people well, can Well, Famosa, for me, it doesn't have that crispy bottom. It kind of okay. tends to get a little bit soggy in the bottom. It's the one thing I don't love about Famosa, even though I like the pizzas. Uh, it doesn't get that crispy bottom like this does. So okay, I, yep. I kind of like that. Otherwise, it was, uh, you know, for me, it wasn't like amazing or anything, but uh, it, it was okay. Uh, Robin actually got a slice of their Sicilian pizza. They only do it one day a week. Um, that was actually much better, even though it was a thicker crust. I, you know, I, I like all styles, so it's not really a big deal to me. But uh, that crust was really light and airy and lots of toppings on it. It was a little crispy bottom, too, kind of oily. So it was really, really good. I, I like that one much so more than the little thin one. Did the thinner crust have a lot of toppings on it? Because that is the one thing about Famoso. I always want about three times more toppings. Like, I love their pizzas. But I want more toppings. No, but this crust was razor thin. Like oh, thinner than okay. any crust I've ever had in Edmonton. Hmm. So there's just a really thin sheet of cheese and a little bit of pepperoni on top. It was enough toppings. It wasn't like it was... You know, I wasn't sitting there thinking, man, this could use a whole handful more cheese. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it was just a little kind of on the blah side. Uh, and that's the one the locals okay. liked. Yeah, that's so the one they always talk usually about. Usually they steer you right when you go to a strange city. 
That's yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. Usually the locals give you good recommendations, but I guess uh, you know maybe just my my idea of, of a great pizza is not maybe the same as theirs. Uh, the other place, however, that a lot of locals talk about, and we went to Austin back in February as well, and we had a bit of this pizza. We made some jokes about it because it's uh, they call it Detroit style pizza. Okay, it's called uh, Via Three One Three. That was unbelievable. That might be my favorite pizza I've had anywhere. It's thicker crust. It's kind of a Sicilian style. But what makes it a pizza Detroit style, apparently, is that it's kind of... They do it backwards. They put the cheese on, then the toppings, and then the sauce on top. Just a little strip of, of red sauce on top. And that's Detroit style backwards? That's the, okay. that's the Detroit, Detroit style one. learn something that, uh, new every day. Yeah, I had never heard of that before. Uh, it's also square. So you oh. get the four corners. Okay. You know, it's kind of... Like I said, I, I'm a real fan of, of all styles of pizza, but I kind of have a soft spot for those pan pizzas where the cheese is pushed right to the edge and you get the crispy, cheesy corners. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of pizza. So which one did you have? I'm looking at their menu because I haven't heard of them, so I pulled them up on my phone. So do you remember what you ate? Yeah, which I think it was, a, it was called a carnivore, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, a bunch of sausage and pepperoni and stuff on there. There's that meat tooth. So, oh yeah, carnivore, omnivore, and herbivores. So, oh, cheese, pepperoni, more pepperoni, deli sliced <laughs> ham, hot Italian sausage, and slices of bacon. I'm not surprised. So, how big was the pizza for 15 bucks? I see it's 15 bucks. Um, oh boy. Did big, it feed both of you? Oh yeah, 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 it was fine for two people, and it oh, was 15 okay. bucks. It's not, it's not the cheapest pizza out there for sure, but it's hefty. Like those two slices that we had each, that was pretty filling. Oh okay. Um, it's definitely bigger than an iPad, so I don't know what the measurement would be, but, uh... Oh, right, it's square. Yeah. Right. So, okay. You know, it's slightly bigger than an iPad, maybe one and a half times the size of an iPad. Okay. Um, but just that cheese pushed right to the edge is just, I, I love that little crispy bits of cheese that kind of get crusty on the side of the pan. That's awesome. Yeah, my son was making me or himself a grilled cheese earlier, and he threw some cheese on the griddle for me to make me crispy cheese. I've seen, I've seen people do that with a burger, actually. Uh, I've done that before, where you just put some cheese in the frying pan yeah. and fry it right in the pan and oh, then God, lift yeah. it up like a, you yeah. can roll things in it. He does it on the griddle for me, and he just cooks the heck out of it, and he gave it to me while he was making his grilled Edgar cheese. Edgar at Trace Canales made something for me. Instead of rolling up uh, in a taco shell, he did that with the cheese, and he rolled all the taco oh. ingredients inside the cheese. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> The other cool thing about the pizza there, they, they use the small pepperoni, just the little tiny pieces. So mm-hmm. it looked, I don't know, I assume they were doing it on purpose, but every little piece of pepperoni had a little dab of sausage in it. So the pepperoni would kind of curl around the sausage and make a little cup. Oh. And so that would be full of little uh, sausage grease and everything in it oh. and to keep it contained in the little pepperoni cup. That was kind of cool. Nice. And then when you bite into it, it goes all over the place and you have to go back to the hotel and change. It's pretty Sounds awesome. Sounds good. All right. So that was your favorite pizza place there? Yeah, that. oh yeah, for sure. So far? That's my favorite pizza place just about anywhere, I think. I, I could go for some more of that right now. We just go home yesterday. Nice. Should have yeah. smuggled it in your suitcase. Uh, I, well, that's I a story know. for another time. <laughs> <laughs> where did you go? Oh, where did I go when you were gone? Well, um, I went to Woodwork, So, and we've both been there, but I have a confession. I cheated on Phil and Robin. I went out one weekend with friends, and I used the uh, Yeg Food Debauchery hashtag without them, so... Here's my public apology. Okay. Is it accepted? No, not at all. Do you need all. another drink? Will it be accepted? Yeah, three mojitos <laughs> later, maybe. That's right, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, I've been there before. So, and I think the, um, one of my favorite things there is, funny enough, 
the kale salad, which I know you've had as well. I have. But there's just something so wonderfully acidic about it. And then you crack that soft egg over top and there's yolk all over the place. And you don't even care that you're eating greens. Like it's healthy for you. Like like this, when you look at it, so it's got to be good for you. Yeah. I. So you notice there's no salad tooth in the, <laughs> the new name. I don't care about salads, neither do you. But it's one of my favorite things there. Like, absolutely. So you're not going to change the name to Sweet Tooth oh, and God. Beet Tooth? Yeah, I mean, it may hurt my street cred a little bit, but I kind of like kale done properly. And I've had that salad too. I kind of, I quite liked it too. So mm, you're off the hook there. Um, and then I tried bone marrow. Do you like bone marrow? I do, but it's got to be in small quantities. It's so rich. It just yeah. kind of, you go from being, wow, that's delicious to two bites later going, oh, man, that's a lot oh, of fat. Too much. That's heavy. So I tried their bone marrow and baguette and it was really, really good. So there's a, I'll put a picture up on my website. You can see it, but it's got nice seasoning mm-hmm. on the bone marrow. You scoop it out. You put it on a nice crusty baguette. And I think the four of us shared it. Uh, not us, because I was cheating on you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we shared it. And it was just... Actually, no three, because Mike won't touch bone marrow. I lied. So, mm. uh, But it was really good. It's something that you could go and, you know, uh, have a few drinks and get your courage up to maybe try the bone marrow. So that was the highlight. Um, we also tried the meatballs. And they were really, really good. If you're looking for something a little more filling. Um, and I don't know if that's a starter or a main. Actually, because usually we go for drinks and then it's all about the nibbles with it. Like we don't sit down and have a big piece mm-hmm. of, you know, anything to eat. Um, yeah, we when we go out with friends without you guys, uh, we like to have just small plates. Yeah, we yeah. We rarely get entrees. Well, they're almost always better than the mains too because they're the fatty with the yeah. rich mouthfeel and, you know, the high calorie laden ones. Yeah. But um, we really enjoyed their drink. So it's the Woodwork House Sour. Um, and actually, I think we'll do a podcast later on all about the drinks in Edmonton. But uh, And we'll drink that one because I managed to find the recipe and make it up. And mm. it's really good and smoky. And yeah, so when we talk about booze, I think I will make the Woodwork House Sour and we'll sit and drink it and talk about our favorite cocktails because that is one of my favorite cocktails in Edmonton. It is fantastic. Good. I remember um, having a couple cocktails there, but I, it was kind of a while ago. They've only been there once. Uh, I remember enjoying the cocktails, though. And then it all went And then black. I can't really remember much <laughs> after that. Right. So they must have been good. I don't know what happened after that, but yeah. they were delicious. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, oh, the fries are always good for a snack when you're going for a drink. So, and of course it was, it was crazy busy. So we sat at the bar, I think Mike stood, and then they found a table for us within half an hour. So that is the thing too. You need reservations for that place where you have to be willing to sit or stand at the bar, drink, have some snacks, and then sort of move on. Um, my only complaint with woodwork... Is the temperature in there all the time? Have you, uh, you've only been there once, but it's, um, they have, I don't think, like they don't have air conditioning in the summer and they all use the, the big ovens and stuff like that. Okay. So it is always smoking hot in there. And I swear I run like a degree higher than everyone else anyways. So you get me in there and I'm just done. I don't know if that's to sell more cocktails, but next time you would go in, notice, like they really need to do yeah. uh, some, some climate control in there because... You know, uh, we didn't stay that long because I'm like, I just get me outside. So see, we only went the one time, and I think it was in, was it in the summer or the spring, and it was in the evening. It was kind of later in the evening too, so temperature wasn't really an issue at that time for us. 
But I always thought the complaint was that uh, in the winter, especially, it was really cold because uh, every time someone walked in the door, there was a big blast of cold air come through. Well, they have uh, that black sheet hanging there now, and I think that. that's to stop that. But honestly, I'd rather sit at the front and get blasted with cold air. I think the... Yeah, that's that's it. It's yeah. a minor complaint. But, you know, being comfortable in a restaurant is really important. Yeah. Like to stay sure. and drink longer and eat more and try more, so... We uh, we ate there and then skedaddled out of there. But. Yeah, I mean, too hot in a restaurant is something that makes me want to get the heck out of there. So mm. yeah, because cold totally you can put that. on a sweater. I'd rather be cold than hot. Like if I'm too hot, it's, it's yeah, I'm just yeah. cranky about it. So um, let's see where else I went to that same night. So the egg food debauchery without you. Uh, we went to characters. And I know you've been there a really, really long time uh, ago. Characters Fine Dining is absolutely new to me. I didn't even really know about um, the place so much. I got a gift certificate from last year's cook-off that I won in a package. So mm-hmm. I decided we decided this summer to go for our anniversary and uh, use up the gift certificate. And I, I'm not sure how I had missed it because I think it is absolutely a treasure. Like, we've gone twice and I love it. Um, the owner and the chef, Sean uh, Oborowski, if I'm saying his last name right, is just absolutely one of the nicest, funniest, coolest guys uh, I know. He's just hilarious. So um, we had just wanted to go there for drinks, of course, and uh, dessert at the end of the night. And uh, he actually has one of my very favorite desserts, which is the sticky toffee pudding. And it's just fantastic. Um, and then, uh, I think he has quite a nice cocktail selection because we started out with the vampire blues, uh, which I do believe I had asked the, the girl bartending. It's a bourbon, bourbon and port with orange bitters and apple butters. And it's seriously fantastic. Um, I don't know where the name vampire blues came from, but it's sounds awesome. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've liked everything I've ever eaten at characters. I mean, I think it's just fantastic. It's, uh. Just like a hidden gem. But I told, I think I told you guys and I told Mike that that is definitely one of the places that I would go back for drinks and dessert because I loved the dessert. And now I finally got to try one of his cocktails and it was seriously fantastic. Mm. So I go back. uh, He also makes a fantastic chocolate cake and I will try and find the picture and post it. But everyone was astonished when I posted the picture this summer on our anniversary. It's a piece of chocolate cake and then what looks like ice cream on top is actually pure chocolate ganache. So I went, I went to slice into it and I'm like, oh my God, that's not ice cream, that's pure <laughs> chocolate. So it was like, he really knows his desserts and that's that sweet tooth in me, right? I judge you by your desserts hugely. Like I, I, you remember I had said about that provincial pub that they, they kind of lost me because they had just that plain ice cream that yep. wasn't a good dessert. So you will always get me back when I know there's a really good ending to the meal. So so note to Edmonton restaurants. Uh, yeah. If you want the kitchen magpie to come to your place, <laughs> get a giant tub of ganache. Yeah. And take yeah, it over that, the table. Yeah. That, then put it all over the table. Yeah. That's all it takes, really. I mean, it's, you know. and a giant serving spoon. And then just put a curtain around her so nobody can see what's going to happen next. <laughs> Listen, I'm not hard to please, people. Just give me a good dessert. Mm-hmm. Oh, that drink's good. It is. So, and I will definitely share the recipe on my website for that. So, I'll try and make one during the day and share it. So, but, um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. You covered your pizza. Yeah. I covered woodwork and uh, characters, which I've been meaning to for a long time. So, I think we're good. 
So uh, the only other thing I had this last little <laughs> while was uh, I had some roast chicken that I made, and actually where I ate it was at home. So oh, nice. Um, I did a little post with Chef uh, Serge Jost from the Fairmont Hotel McDonald, and uh, giving me basically some tips on on really up in your game when it comes to Christmas dinner and the turkey and the gravy and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So there's lots of really good tips. So I basically, I went home and went to Acme Meat Market. I grabbed myself a chicken. I made Corey do all the work and oh. debone parts. And well, the tips are all in the blog post. You can check it out. Um, so I had him do all the prep work that I'm not very good at. So did you take, did he do the legs? Yeah, he chopped oh, the legs off. The he legs deboned. Off. He did all nice. that kind of stuff for me. Um, because I beg and I give him liquor. No, so, you don't. You threaten. Well, whatever. Threat, threaten. <laughs> Vibe threats. Whatever. It's all the same thing. <laughs> so I went home and, and uh, roasted that up, and I took some time and made some legit gravy. Nice. Man, that was a good meal. Oh, that's the best roast chicken and best gravy I think I've made at home myself. How long did no. the gravy take, though? Uh, well, it's a little bit time consuming, right? Because you're going to roast the bones with some vegetables, mm. and uh, and then you're going to boil it for an hour on the stove and strain it, and, and you're going to work in some roux. So, I mean, it's not. It's not five-minute gravy, but yeah. the end result is it's worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's something, though. I wonder if you could make that ahead of time. I was just thinking sure. of my starving children at Christmas dinner and my family drinking too much before we all eat. Well, you know what <laughs> oh I did? Oh, my God, if I give them another hour, nobody is eating because <laughs> the wine is gone. <laughs> See, I used some of the bones that we had and made gravy in advance, uh, and we had enough for the dinner. And then after we had the chicken, I had the carcass, and I made another big batch of gravy. So I've got a couple of little containers of gravy sitting there. Smart. Can you freeze it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, freeze as well? There's nothing better than having a little <laughs> tub of gravy, a good gravy in your freezer. Okay, so there, there you go. Make bunches and bunches of gravy. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so make sure to go check out that post. I did share it on my Facebook page, too, because I thought it was fantastic. Have you debone the legs, and then you wrap it up and cook it, right? With yeah. The... Yeah, I cook them separately, basically. Oh. So you're not... You're not worried about, well, this part takes this amount of time, and mm-hmm. another part takes another part of time, and then you end up with one part that's overcooked, right? Because I must admit, I looked at my big turkey that I got for Christmas dinner, and I thought, no. <laughs> well, just the, the all the, the prep work and stuff. But mm. if Corey did it for me, so I think this is a really good yeah, idea. It's, it's one of those things, you know, don't go to your butcher on Saturday at 2 p.m., like I did, <laughs> and, uh, and say, hey, buddy, um, right. do you mind doing all this extra labor? I know there's 12 people standing here, but uh, Suck how, it up. how about it? <laughs> I got dirt on you, so you'd better. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I kind of do that because I'm a jerk. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, if you're going in ahead, that's what I'm going to do next time. I'll just let him know, like, hey, uh, do you mind getting this ready for a couple of days later for me? And away we go. Nice. Perfect. Done. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is our latest, that wraps up our latest podcast of Sweet Tooth and Meat Tooth, or at least this week. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it is. Maybe it's mojitos and whatever next week. I don't know. Let's wrap it up. The, uh, Mike made more drinks. Yes. Yes. So we're off to drink some more sortilage, sortilege. Someone can tell me how that's pronounced, eh? You can I just feel can't free wait. to correct us. I'm going to read your blog post <laughs> just so I can see how you spell that. I know. Exactly. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you later.